Welcome to another episode of Living Scent, a missional podcast where we're talking about how do we live as Jesus followers in this world where we enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture as we learn how to live scent. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. We're so glad that you are joining us with me in the room. You know, let's let's start this a little bit differently. Uh, pushing buttons, flipping toggles is oh, the yeah. lovely Vicky. Thank yeah, you, Vicky, Vicky, for being here. Me. Yep, thanks for making yeah. it happen. Uh, and to my right is uh, also the lovely. Oh no, Pastor Scott oh, Taylor. Okay, well, hi, I'm lovely, lovely today. Yeah. That's nice. You well, obviously didn't get too close, or, or no? Look. Yeah, okay. well, we are they, on the other side of the. They table, did not reach so. out to hold hands. I just, I know all of you guys were I wondering would. if they did, but they didn't. I love Jason enough. Yeah, that hold his hand. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. To my left is the always exciting, thrilling, and unexpected Ooh. Yvonne. Ooh. Good to see you, Yvonne. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Unexpected. Yeah. In like a good and painful way sometimes. Oh, God. Like, oh, did she really painful. just say that? Yeah. Never painful. <laughs> Too just, much truth. Too much truth. We're always on the edge, though. That is true. And my name is Jason, and I am so thankful that you're here. Yvonne, what in the world are we talking about today? Well, mm-hmm. today we are going to be talking about this concept of enjoying grace, since that's one of those big things in our centerpiece. Yeah, but it's literally written it's, on the wall. And it's like, been not just written on the wall, but it's been kind of floating around. Yeah. Okay, it's there. Speaking of what's floating around, mm. Uh-oh. it is, I mean, I'm going to be distracted today, so I apologize in <laughs> advance, because we are in a room that is chock full of glitter, yeah. and I am uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, we need like a video podcast so everyone could see how close the glitter alive. is to you. I'm pretty sure you will find it in the nether regions of the world. Um, well, perhaps, let me yeah. let me just put some skin on this. This is like post-Christmas apocalypse. Well, I was going to say, right this now. is kind of a <laughs> yeah, Christmas graveyard room. right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, graveyard yeah. In, in this room. This is everything from the, the Advent season and it's all in the room and we are literally surrounded by it and Yvonne you walked into the room pretty nervous <laughs> yeah I uh I immediately saw that there was glitter on the chair that I'm sitting on and I think Vicky was half serious half joking when she handed me like a tablecloth and said do you want to sit on this instead and I I took it <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like no it's okay but it's like no I I need it yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I sort of like it because the season of Christmas is behind us, and it's like a new season, even MC starting up for the mm-hmm. second trimester. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we're on the cusp of something new and, That's right. and going forward. Yeah. So we are talking about this idea of enjoying grace. Not glitter. Not glitter. No. <laughs> enjoying grace. There's it no is, grace and glitter. It is one of the three... <laughs> so distracted we just we just tripped the host okay that's good back to you jason it is one of the three uh points of Mm. um points of interest um they are this is what we want to be leaning into Mm. as a church this is defining actually so much Mm -hmm. of who we are enjoying grace embodying love and engaging culture and so we thought it would be good as a discipleship team to unpack uh each one of these so that we're all not only knowledgeable, but prepared and edified to be able to talk about them and incorporate them into what we're doing as MC leaders, apprentices, yeah. and coaches. Yeah, and they didn't, those words 
aren't just random. Like they, right. they really have significance to them. I'm like, oh, we don't know yet. We haven't like spun it around and looked mm -hmm. at it in all the ways to go, oh, this is actually a really beautiful word and it means something that impacts how we do how we do discipleship That's at right. Resonate. That's right. So just to kick us off, I'm gonna ask this first question. Let's let's get yeah. some definitions here. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's get yeah. our feet in reality. Define the terms. Yeah. What what do you think it means or what what does it mean to enjoy grace? Yeah, so when I hear enjoy grace, I naturally want to sort of be like, what is enjoy and what is grace? Mm -hmm. And for me, so much of enjoy, I, I think of words like delight. Yeah. I think of hmm. unhurried sitting in. Well, I like that. You know, because um, I, like I think you can't really enjoy something unless if it's taken its time, its course to just be whatever it needs to be and what it is. Yeah. And then on top of that, it always includes the cherry on the top of, then you almost even get into excess in a good way. I guess mm. abundance is a better mm. word. Abundance, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a beautiful word. Maybe yeah. one of my favorite biblical terms, right? Abundance, mm. yeah. I, I love that idea. I like that you're talking about enjoying with the sense of like savoring, mm -hmm. right? So I immediately think to things that I like to enjoy. And I'm like, oh, coffee, like <laughs> like a beautiful cup of coffee, which, by the way, I have right in front of me, too, sure is uh, that there's like the aroma, the taste, the space just to like soak in it, mm -hmm. like to let to let your senses receive it. It's it's not enjoying is never something that you like. It, it's like a passing. You're like wanting more. Mm -hmm. Right. You want more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and that the, the idea of joy, even even by itself is something that is not contingent on circumstances yeah. or mm -hmm. things that change, mm -hmm. but it's something it's based in, and we, we say this all the time, whether in teachings or sermons or whatever, but it's based in a reality that exists outside of our control, outside of our meddlings. It is just always there. Whatever it is, joy is a constant. Yeah. I, I love the contrast between like a definition of happiness where it's like happenstance. Yeah. It's like the circumstance that you're going through make mm -hmm. you happy in that moment. Mm -hmm. Which is right? not bad. Right. But joy gives a sense of like this deep contentedness that even if there's a storm or things are changing, it's like I, this is still something that I find great delight and great satisfaction in. Yeah. So, so it's a powerful word. Mm -hmm. It is. Really mm -hmm. powerful. It is. And, and it has such deep has probably deeper meaning and impact than we we normally give it credit. Yeah, I'm going to ask John Piper to write a book about it. Oh, you should. <laughs> <laughs> it's called yeah. Desiring God, yeah. if anyone wants to read it. And then there's the other side where, because, yeah, we have Enjoy. We've talked about that. And now we're with Grace. And when I think of Grace, it's funny. Even just saying the word Grace, like all these amazing things popped into my head, like Ice cream and yeah, great. friends. You don't think of ice cream with enjoy. You think of ice cream with grace. <laughs> the truth okay. is coming out. Okay, I'm, I, I want to well, understand. Like, okay, help me understand. This might make some people feel uncomfortable, but uh -oh. it is grace when I get to eat ice cream and there's no aftermath afterward. Okay. That okay. is oh, okay. grace. Okay. okay we're, yeah. But we're, anyway, okay, getting back. I know Scott's getting a little red. My bad, yeah, my bad. Wait, bad. wait a minute. Uh, a, <laughs> but yeah, grace is something that is so so good and sweet mm. that i do not deserve yeah and yet somehow it's coming to me when i can only think of reasons why i should not 
and would not get this thing. Yeah. Yeah. The key word I think is like the undeserved. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Undeserved, unearned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and the idea the I like the definition unmerited favor. Mm-hmm. Right. It's you you have no merit. Right. And and when we think about the grace of God, it's not even that we don't deserve it or we haven't earned it. It's that we can't earn it. It's yeah. like completely beyond us. We have to just receive it. We're like in such need for it. So then that's sort of cool to put those two words together, yeah, right? <laughs> because you are sitting in an unhurried way, just soaking up the unmerited favor of the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we see? I mean, let's do it. <laughs> how do we? How do we see grace or this idea of enjoying grace coming out in the person of Jesus? Because mm-hmm. I think there's, I think that that there's a connection there that we we know is there. But how do we make that connection between in, enjoying grace and Jesus? Yeah, I, I think of him and I love the Bible because it shows us like all these different circumstances that Jesus was in, right? At a party, in the wilderness, doing ministry, suffering, alone, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like all all of these all of these different like v- pictures of Jesus himself. And yet, like underneath all of that, there's this constant where he's like trusting the Father and, and looking to the Father and receiving from him from like starting his ministry where where he's in the desert quoting the Deuteronomy to to Satan and and he's like putting his trust in God uh, all all the way through to to the cross like in the garden where he's like you know um, not my will but yours be done there's a sense of like a connection to him regardless of the circumstance so there was something that he knew and he was getting from the father that he wanted he mm-hmm. was enjoying i right. guess um, right. yeah and it's, of course, I think when it comes to Jesus's experience of grace, for him, it's not undeserved. Yeah. <laughs> and so that that is a crucial difference yeah. between sure. the way, yeah, yeah we enjoy point. it versus yeah, No one him. has to add grace or like give grace to Jesus. Yeah, guys, right. everyone forgive Jesus a little bit, right? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. And yet it is so sweet to him that the undeserved part though he's not experiencing that he still was so just pining for the father's grace at all yeah. times yes and that was pretty much what dictated his entire life and teaching yeah. and all that he is mm-hmm. so we have this idea of enjoying grace enjoying and sitting in marinating in the mm-hmm. absolute abundance of god's favor mm-hmm. so talk to me about how we as a disciple get to enjoy grace like give me just give me some some examples of that yeah um and when i think about discipleship i think like a journey where it's it's actually grace that starts us on that journey we're like wow could it be that i'm receiving something so good mm. you know that's and then you're like, I think I need more of that. Like I, I think about the disciples um, when they met Jesus and he's on the shore and he calls them the first time. They leave their nets to follow this guy and they don't even know everything about him. They don't have a clue the whole plan. Mm-hmm. But there was something where they're like, I want that, right? So I I think just the the curiosity on the part of a disciple to go, Man, there's something I'm really I'm longing for in life, and I'm looking for something. There's a it's like a something that I need to satisfy, 
and and so like a thirst, I guess, in some way, mm-hmm. is like a starting point for a disciple. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the first thing that popped into my head, just knowing that a lot of my fellow MC leaders and apprentices are listening, and other people too, uh, but I, I just know that all of the MC leaders and apprentices have this sense of how they're not qualified mm-hmm. to do what they're doing yep. in actually tr- attempting to love, attempting to shepherd God's people to say the wrong things and the right things and whatever, and knowing your mistakes, and yet you have a front row seat to life change in people, like to see the Holy Spirit do unimaginable things mm-hmm. And it's like, how the heck do I get to see this? Mm-hmm. Why is God even using me to do those things? Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a that's a big part there that God would in his in his abundance and in his favor and his love that he would even invite us. That's mm-hmm. a grace mm-hmm. from God that yeah. he would in, even invite us yeah. to take part in this ministry of which we first of all have no business being a part of. Mm-hmm. We're ill-equipped to carry it out and uh, just by our sin, we're disqualified, mm-hmm. and by His grace, though, mm-hmm. He reverses all of those things. Yeah, the surprise is that that's actually a part of His plan is for us to feel mm-hmm. like the oh my goodness, no, like the the terrified that I'm not qualified, that I don't have it. Like that's actually part of His plan because He He wants us to need Him a lot. Yep, and. Um, so you, I think you're right. Every single, I can't think of a single MC leader or apprentice I've talked to. I talked to one this morning and we had a great conversation. They're like, I just, I feel like I'm, I, I probably need to apprentice again. I'm just probably not, I, I don't have what I, what I need to, to be a disciple. Um, but then she also went on from that to say, but when I'm in that kind of discipling relationship with people, I feel like God's with me. Mm. I feel like mm-hmm. his pleasure. I feel wow. I feel him doing things I can't do and I get mm-hmm. to watch him. And and so uh, it's like a view of spiritual maturity where the what qualifies you is that you need Jesus a lot. And um, that's part of his plan. Like he wants to put us in places where we feel terrified and we, mm-hmm. we are not adequate. So when we take that jump, we experience him. That's awesome. Do you guys think that it's possible for a disciple um, or it's possible for uh, someone to be a disciple and not enjoy grace? No way. (laughs) Okay. You're saying no. What do you really think, Yvonne? (laughs) (laughs) How unexpected. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's just no way because when I don't think I need something, I, I, it doesn't, there's no journey. I stay exactly where I am. Hmm. But when I'm in need of something, then it harkens to this idea that I need to go searching for it or, and then as I'm searching for it, somehow I'm not finding it. And, and there's this, like Scott, what Scott was saying, there's like this thirst that is apparent and thirst demands to be satisfied. Mm, Yeah. And yeah, without that satisfaction of grace, then you kind of just keep finding those things within yourself. And so then why would I follow, you know, Jesus? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it points us at a wrong definition of what it means to be a disciple Mm. 
that the church in North America has had for yeah. the better part of a hundred years, right? And it's not every church, but it just all too subtly we've leaned into a disciple is someone who's really spiritual and does all these spiritual practices and mm-hmm. is really disciplined and really good. It's like varsity Christian. Varsity Christian, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And um the I mean the gospel shows that that's not true. Like you're actually more, even if, even your righteousness, like Paul's like, whatever was to my prophet, I now consider loss. He's talking about his like track record of, of all the good things he had ever done in his life. He's like, oh, those are actually making me prideful and self-reliant rather than more of a a Jesus person. Well, and that reliance is even based on what the human eye can see. Mm -hmm. And so we naturally will always start with what we in our limitations can sense, but Jesus doesn't. So because of that, we're only relegated to outside in Yeah. because the person who first observed someone doing spiritual practices, they might've been observing someone who is genuinely enjoying grace and responding to that and engaging in all the spiritual practices. Yes. Right. That's kind of what science is, right? You're like, in the observable world, you're mm-hmm. making conclusions. Yeah. So that was someone who, in a scientific definition of what discipleship is, that's a North American church definition of discipleship. But it's Jesus always cares about the heart. Yep. And story after story through the, the four Gospels, you see Jesus knows their heart and is trying to get at that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think if you talk to someone and talk about, does a disciple need to enjoy grace? I think some people are like, no, you don't need to at all. But they're they're thinking of a different, that's a wrong definition sure. of a disciple, mm-hmm. I would sure. think. You know, that that's like, do you need to enjoy grace to be a really disciplined religious person? And the answer is uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that uh, maybe a better way to say it is, is to not ask the question, but to say that a a disciple of Jesus, mm-hmm. one who is a follower, who is in pursuit, who is received from Jesus, can't help themselves but enjoy grace. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we're doing. We're trying to define for everybody. This sure. is this is like the job description for MC leaders and apprentices. Yeah, like we want people to understand that to really be apprenticed to Jesus, <laughs> there's a motive in your heart. Sure, and it's that. You're enjoying him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about motive because that's a great yeah. that's a great segue to this question. So if we are if we are not enjoying grace, um, then how how would a person who's not enjoying grace uh, approach things like the Bible, like spiritual practices, mm-hmm. mission, identity? Like how how do like what happens to these things? Yeah, yeah. If you're not, in, I, I guess when I think of the second word, grace, I want to swing it around to the contrast. Like what's the, if it's a coin, you got grace on one side, what's the, what's the polar opposite of grace? And I'd say it's earning. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you're not enjoying grace, but you're engaging in those spiritual practices, you're going to make it somehow some kind of earning. It's going to turn into some kind of self-salvation project. So, uh, so we start with like, I'm going to, I'm going to read my Bible today. And our thought, the earning thought is, I have to do this to be a good Christian, or I have to do this for God mm-hmm. to be happy with me right. today, or I'm supposed to do this. Right. You know? Well, and then in that, and then when when that happens, you you might start taking arbitrary measurements of time and start saying, well, I need to get at least my 15 minutes in yeah. 
because if I don't get at least 15 minutes, then I'm not showing my devotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And structure and discipline and time set aside, all those things are beautiful. But mm-hmm. if it goes all the way to changing our motive, mm-hmm. that's where we're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between saying, I want to protect these mm-hmm. yeah. these 15, 20 <laughs> yep. minutes because I know that I'm going to meet with my Savior <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to hear from him yeah. and I'm going to speak to him mm-hmm. and I'm going to have this beautiful moment. That's different than watching the clock. <laughs> Three, two, yeah. one. All right, God, see you tomorrow. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, or, or I already did that today. Yeah. You know, and treating God like a task rather than the king. Yeah. yeah, and I think a life of not enjoying grace is basically a life constantly of figuring out what is enough right? and who is the generator of enough. Mm. So mm. to your guys' point, like with the Bible and thinking about how much time do I need to spend, in, in when I'm saying those things, I'm trying to figure out what's enough of the Bible that I need to read in order to get this boom Mm -hmm. right but when i'm enjoying grace on the flip side it's you don't need to put a certain time on that yeah right because jesus is enough and Mm -hmm. even today yes i would rather because of how precious the bible is to me today that it wasn't years ago uh i just want to i want to be in it i want to enjoy it but if there's a day that i don't read i'm not gonna whip myself because even then, Jesus is enough. He read the Bible for me. He even fulfilled, if there was any requirement of how much Bible we needed to read, mm-hmm. Jesus fulfilled that still. He's enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grace is very much a, a fuel for us, mm-hmm. and and it's, a, it's the most powerful fuel in the life of the disciple. Mm-hmm. It, it is, uh, whereas you have... You know things like earning and discipline, and and even you know spiritual enlightenment. These things, those are fuels. Yeah, but they're horrible fuels, and they don't get us yeah, anywhere. They can produce the wrong fuel produces the wrong result. Yeah, that's right. right. The wrong motive takes it the that's wrong right. way. Mm-hmm. So, so then let's okay. So then let's let's ask this question then. How how can someone move from a place? Let's say a disciple's wrestling with these things because we do wrestle with things, right? Like let's let's every just, one of us, every wrestles. one of us, every <laughs> one of us. I think I wrestle does. every thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, mm. how how can we be encouraged? How can we move from a place of not enjoying grace and begin seeing it for everything mm. that it is, and ever and really everything that Jesus is. How do we move? How can a person? How can a leader who's tired and uh, and and worn out? How can an apprentice who's freaking out about leading uh, yeah. four times this yeah. semester? <laughs> you know, how do we move from one to another? Yeah, if I were talking with that leader or any person asking that question, I'd want to encourage them. Like you should anticipate being terrified or feeling like he's asking you to jump off a cliff or f- feeling your own inadequacy. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a part of what he's going to do. It, it's almost like he's going to take you to a place where you realize how lost you are mm-hmm. because he wants to show you in how many ways he wants to find you. <laughs> right. So, so we should just expect that as part of the journey. Um, and thinking even of the disciples in the Bible, like they were terrified over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right. And Jesus kept asking me to do things that they could not do, mm-hmm. but they just kept saying yes. And then they would experience him. Yeah. Right. You know, he's like, put your net on this side. They're like, 
okay. okay. And then they experience a miracle. And then yeah. he's like, feed 5,000 people. And they literally freak out. They're like, eight months wages won't pay for this. <laughs> right. But then what happens is they're, they're, they see a miracle. So I, um, I would encourage people to start by just thinking, I'm going to feel uncomfortable, but I'll, I'll say yes to, to whatever, whatever God is presenting to me mm-hmm. next and, and look for him. Um, wanting to put ourselves in places where we realize we're sort of bankrupt. Yeah. We're empty. Yeah. And just to even add to that and crank the dial even yeah, more. Yeah, turn it. Like, you know, you said that someone should anticipate that it's scary, right? So if we even go back to grace being unmerited, undeserved favor, you have to be at a place where you see so clearly, you're on that journey of seeing more and more how unmerited, how mm. undeserved you are. Yes. Yep. That is code for, you're going to see how much you suck. <laughs> yep, <laughs> like, that's exactly So right. badly uh-huh. in every way. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be so countercultural to everything that you think on your own, to everything that's that you're surrounded by at work, in your family, from your kids, whatever, wherever you are, it's, yep. there's going to be this counter cultural message of you need to be a certain thing in order to get this. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you see more deeply how wicked and sucky you are, yeah. and yet you, you get then the other side of the, the Lord's favor. Mm, yeah. And, and the best thing about the Lord's favor is that it's the Lord's. Yeah. It's not like you're getting Yvonne's favor. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you get Yvonne's favor, she's going to kill your ears and yeah. blow the speakers <laughs> off and yeah. just laughing in your face the whole time, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. But the Lord's favor is is the he's the creator of the universe. He's yeah. the one who is love, who authored it, who mm-hmm. yeah. who showed that you give up your life, you know, in pursuing to mm-hmm. like reunite with him when you literally bring nothing to the table. Yeah. Yeah. At our MC training, Jason, you were leading the section talking about the five frameworks of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of those frameworks is the word comprehensive. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which can be confusing. And I, I understand why some, some MC leaders and apprentices are still going, what, what do they mean by that? It means right? it slaps you from both ends. It means it slaps you. <laughs> exactly right. It slaps you from both ends. That's a good way to put and, it. And so the, the like phrase is like, oh, you're actually worse than you think you are. Mm-hmm. But at the very same time, you're more loved and accepted than you even imagined. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the, the idea of that journey of going, oh, I'm worse than I think I am. Yeah. 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 I have a mentor. His name's Sam. And uh, he, he said last year for his, he doesn't do New Year's resolutions. He does what he calls transcendent pursuits. He's like a New oh Year's resolution. I know. That, I know. That's, but, that's a bit much. Oh, I'm just saying. I so get New why Year's- he's your mentor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. It's all love. I love you, Sam. I love you, Sam. I'm sending him this episode. We love you, Sam. (laughs) But the the idea is like, not just something, oh, I want to lose five pounds or something, but like, what's something bigger that I can aim at? And I was like, well, what's yours? And he said, I'm trying to understand my own wickedness. I'm like, what? I laughed at him. I actually laughed at him. I'm like, but but the more I thought about it, I'm like, oh, what he's saying is he wants to enjoy grace more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what he's saying. The more that God shows him his own sin in his own heart, the the love of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of that, that grace is greater than that sin. The more he gets to enjoy that grace. So I'm like, oh, he's brilliant. Um, this is a bit of a curveball for the okay. both of you, but Uh-oh. 
would you both be willing to share just briefly um, a, an example recently of how you've been enjoying the grace of God? Hmm. Hmm. I think for me it is probably, I just feel so um, like rich in relationship. Hmm. You know, I think that that was something that as a younger person and even, well, I don't know if 10 years Whatever your age is, I don't know if that's long to you or not, but I've, I'm entering an age where 10 years doesn't feel as long anymore. <laughs> and so, Scott yeah. knows all about that. <laughs> yeah, come on. So, so within the past 10 years, God has just given me great quality friends and relationships, like people that I could really connect with at a heart level and I've done much to even hurt a lot of those relationships and been so afraid to even engage in that ever again because I just didn't want to go toward that. But then he still kept giving me friends, you know, mm-hmm. like people that would um, like stick by me, even though the only thing I could do was talk about myself and my problems. Um, and that even in my very own family are like <laughs> some of my best friends. Mm, like yeah. I'm best friends with my dad. I'm best yeah. friends with my brother. I'm best <laughs> friends with who can say they're like just such best friends with like their sister-in-law, right. you know, yeah. like, um, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm crying because it's just, I didn't do anything to get it. Yeah. No. I was just, I was just born into it. God placed me there. Um, and it's just so sweet to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think for me, part of my journey's been um, growing and understanding who He made me to be. Like, like mm. what what was Jesus thinking when He made a Scott? You know, and yeah. having friends help me see myself more, and failures help me see myself more. Mm-hmm. But realizing that even the like the gifts that He's given me are like spiritual gifts. These things are grace, mm-hmm. and. I've been becoming, um, I've been, I've been grateful for what he's given me and becoming less resentful for what I'm not or, Mm. or, or, uh, unsettled with what I'm not. Sure. Um, but what I, as, as you ask that question, I'm just struck with the thought, like if we were to just stop our, our relentless striving and, and pause, like even if as a, as an activity, we just pause for um, five minutes and write down things that we're thankful for that God's graced us with. Mm-hmm. There's no short, this is not a short list. Right. Like, it, like we have so much That's to be right. grateful for. And, um, and I think it's recognizing that all this is from God, yeah. like all this is from God. Yeah. But when I think of a disciple, I'm like, there's something I cannot get over the fact that he gave his life for me. Like, and there's something about the person of Jesus that, mm. that a disciple seeing, you know, I, I'm never more loved than I am when he's talking to me yeah. and mm-hmm. like his acceptance of me yeah. is like, his like love for me and, and that we, we want that. So we're thirsty for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and I've gotten to see that, like, it's that very, acceptance of you that he would die for you that even brings you to the place where you can accept that he's made you exactly as he has yeah and that 
you're even enjoying that about yourself. Not yeah. in like a hottie propping right. yourself up way at all, but just feeling the utter enjoyment of just being God's kid. Yes. And I and then on the flip side, and this is what discipleship is, from like Scott and I have been friends for a long time, but we've become great friends mm-hmm. over these past two <laughs> years. And the very thing that Scott was saying in your response to your question, Jason, of like, how have you enjoyed grace? I've learned that the most about myself from being friends with Scott mm-hmm. and, and enjoying that very same thing. But before that, I wasn't trying to figure out like, well, you know, how has God like uniquely made me and really trying to rejoice in that. Like it honestly was annoying at first <laughs> because it was just so far from like yeah. just where, where I was and what I was thinking. Yeah. But mm. just from being friends with Scott, you know, in terms of like richness of relationship, right? Mm. Like, yeah, and I love that. Yeah. Well, I want to uh, land the plane, so to okay. speak. Yeah. Um, just a couple more things to put before us. Um, why would we... In, in these these three objectives, um, enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture, why would we start with enjoying grace? Yeah, I love the idea of the fuel. Um, I, asking the question, what would be in the heart of someone that they would actually enter into being a disciple of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like, and Being a disciple of Jesus means some uncomfortable things. Like, don't think for a minute. Like, Jesus promised the disciples it was going to be hard. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, he, was, he was put to death. <laughs> and he's like basically <laughs> saying, if you're following me as my disciple, yeah. if you're apprenticed to me, you're going to go the same way that I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, self-discipline, um, being a good person, uh, wanting to look good in other people's eyes is not an adequate fuel no. for the hardships that are going to you're going to encounter like like Jesus he's basically promising it's going to be a dangerous thing he's promising following him is going to break relationships mm-hmm. with other people he's promising you're going to suffer but he's promising too at the same time that his love is better <laughs> <laughs> like he Amen. promises that <laughs> and so so um what fuel will be adequate for that journey there's no other fuel like every other fuel will fail. Yeah. You know, grace is the fuel. It, it's the only enduring motive yeah. for following the way that Jesus is going to take you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when I think about, okay, so we're supposed to go and make disciples, right? That's the command. That's the command that, that Jesus gives to all of us. And a huge way of how we, make disciples is through relationship we're proclaiming Jesus in different ways right and if the fuel was anything else besides grace it would just stink Mm -hmm. and then the things that you would proclaim no one's going to want to follow that and I mean God's not going to make a bad strategy but Mm -hmm. yeah no one's no one's going to be excited about God's glory if the representatives of who he's asking to proclaim his glory and and his name to are for themselves to look good to other people or yeah pretty much anything other than a place of like undeserved mm-hmm. yeah well that kind of answers the last question that's here which is um you know what can we do to help our mcs people in our mcs enjoy grace and i think as you said yvonne what are we pointing our people to and what are we helping them to see mm-hmm that ultimately 
the abundance of good things in their life, the abundance of love and acceptance doesn't come from themselves. It doesn't come from their works, their earnings, their strivings. It all originates and flows from our Heavenly Father. Yeah. And so what we, what we want to be doing as MC leaders and apprentices and mm-hmm. coaches, we want to help people see that the answer to their acceptance, the answer to their joy, the fuel, Pastor Scott, mm-hmm. as you said, yeah. the fuel for their lives is not anything that they do, but it actually all comes from God, from his loving, gracious hand. Yeah. And I would want to encourage MC leaders and apprentices as, as we're discipling people. Um, the fifth framework in our training <laughs> was the gospel's endlessly wonderful. And the reason it, it's endlessly wonderful is because tomorrow you're going to discover you're more sinful than you know today. There's like another part of you that's yeah. another idol you're holding on to, another wickedness in you that you weren't even aware of. And in realizing that, that's the way you realize then you're even more loved than his love is even bigger. Like the more awareness of your sin you have, the more amazing his love is. And so as disciple makers, we have to not be afraid to help people to see both sides of that. Mm-hmm. Like we, we can't only hand them one side of the comprehensive. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he loves you and accepts you and you're welcome here. We need to rightly call out sin in, in a loving way in those discipling relationships, helping people to see where they're, uh, they have their own self-salvation projects. Mm-hmm. And as we lovingly point out those, those things and those sins in people's lives and walk with them in that, they're going to start to go, he loves me even with that. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. he loves me even more. Yeah. <laughs> and that's their joy is going to increase. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being a part of this discussion. Um, I feel like I've, my heart has just been edified so much awesome. and I appreciate the wisdom and experience that both of you yeah. are bringing to the table today. This is so, we should do this more often. We should do this more often. In fact, we're going to continue this conversation in an upcoming Oh, yeah, because there's three E's, There right? are. We're <laughs> yeah. going to continue this conversation in an upcoming episode. Next, we're going to be talking about embodying love. So be on the lookout for that release. Until then, thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>